Hello, everybody, and finally, welcome back to <laughs> Seriously Disturbed. I'm Lauren. And I'm Savannah. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome <laughs> back. Um, So sorry for the delay. We thought we got logged out, but we're just kind of um, dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, we just don't know how to work computers, so... It- to be fair, anyone would make the same mistake. Yeah. So to be I would fair, say we're smart girls and we both do the same thing. So yeah. if two yeah. smart people make the same mistake, then it's not our problem. It's theirs. It's it's Spotify's issue. Yeah. Yeah. So Spotify, yeah. if you're listening, fix your issues. Yeah. But if you want to pay us $2 million, it's fine oh. too. <laughs> we will stop talking shit. True. Two million though. That's our that's our asking price. <laughs> what you said, two million. Yeah, because that's what Alex Cooper got paid. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, today I'm going to tell you the story of Dorothea Puenta. Do you know the story? I don't know Dorothea Puenta. No, Dorothea Puenta. I don't. I don't think. So she, quick little summary, is this like 59-year-old that was appearing as this sweet old lady. She had these like thick glasses, gray hair. 59, she's young. I got I got called out for us being ageists. Oh. Um 59, I'll consider young, sweet yes. woman. Uh-huh. I will consider that young as well. And I'm just guessing her age is 59. Well, I'm not guessing. I saw that somewhere. She does not look 59. She looks like she's like 70 something. So. Okay. She's been tanning. She's been. Yeah. And I think she's leaning into the older looking aspect. Okay. Okay. To like put on this facade that she's this sweet old lady. In reality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Well then fair. We can. We can name her that there. But I did get. I did get some. Uh listener feedback that we were making people feel bad about their age (laughs) so anyway yeah so she put on this persona love the love the beer she put on this sponsored by (laughs) Michael. please sponsor us um so she put on this persona to be the sweet old lady who she would run a boarding house like basically out of her home she would um, like rent out rooms and things for elderly and disabled people or people who were like homeless or um, were just kind of down on their luck at the time and needed a place to stay. So she would rent out her house. But what she was actually doing was taking advantage of a lot of the people by like cashing in their security, uh, social security checks and oh. then like poisoning and strangling them. And pretending that they were what? still alive to get their money. That yeah. escalated quickly. It did. Oh, so, my God. Okay, so, so she's, like, preying on vulnerable people, yes. pretending to be a safe place, and then, yeah. like, basically killing them and taking them for their money. Yep, exactly. Oh, my God. So there's the high level of her, and now I'll get into her background <laughs> and how she was able to get, get away with this. She didn't get away yeah. with it very long, but... Um, she did get away with it for some time. So that's crazy. So going back to 
January 9th, 1929. That was when Dorothea Puente was born and she was born in Redlands, California, and she was the sixth of seven children. So packed, packed house. Um, Both of her parents were alcoholics and her father was very depressed. And I saw somewhere that he would even like threaten to kill himself in front of the children. So that's just got to mess with your psyche. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. There's a lot of things going on there. Yeah. 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 Um, He ended up dying of tuberculosis in 1937. So when she was just six years old. Is that right? Is that math right? Eight years old. She was born in 29. He died in 37. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the same time, my Google home behind me was going off. (laughs) I couldn't concentrate. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so he passed away whenever she was eight years old. And at this time, her mother was working as a sex worker um, and lost custody of her children. And that occurred in because 19- of that? I don't know. I was just about to say, I don't know yeah. if there's a correlation or if it's just two different facts. Both just happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. But that's been, I, I kind of wrote it word for word a little bit that sentence because I didn't know how to interpret it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was a sex worker and then lost custody of her children in 1938 and um okay. she also that same year died in a motorcycle accident so she lost what? both of her parents oh my God. yeah in the span of literally two years while she was eight and nine years old so yeah she's a little baby yeah yeah very rough childhood and her and her siblings were sent to live in various orphanages and with various relatives but they were often separated because i mean that's to bring on seven children like that's a lot to ask i know it's like awful but i can kind of understand why they were separated a little bit but still that must have been very very hard for her and her siblings yeah but in 1945 at the age of 16 Dorothea married soldier Fred McFowl. McFowl? 16. Oh, my God. Yeah, I said Okay. Um, he had just <sighs> returned back from World War II, and they ended up having two daughters together, but Dorothea sent one to live with re- relatives and put the other one up for adoption. So she, like, oh. yeah, there's... She wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I guess not. So, yeah, so... She has two kids, but she gave them away. She doesn't have two kids. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. birthed two children. Yes, exactly. But she's not in the care of two children. So the marriage didn't last long. And this is something that is repetitive in Dorothea's life. Um, their marriage only lasted three years. And then Fred left her. And then, wow. yeah. And then in 19- 19 years, two kids. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's. Yeah, a lot. They were never mind. Um, <laughs> I was gonna like make a sex joke, but I decided not to. That's just, like, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't even know what I was gonna say. I was just gonna say something. <laughs> okay. Um. On the next. Yeah, and then in 1948, so right, like the year that she got divorced, um, <laughs> she was arrested for purchasing women's clothing using forged checks. Um, she actually did this oh. at Price Chopper in Springfield. <gasps> what? I didn't get oh. the joke. 
It's first cutter, and that's actually so rude. <laughs> okay, I couldn't remember if it was price chopper or price cutter, but uh, everyone, Sav got fired for price cutter because she let someone check out with a fake check. Yeah, that did happen. She, I need to do a story on this woman. I don't know whatever happened to her, but <laughs> she swindled me. <laughs> I was vulnerable. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that was funny. Okay. Anyway, so she ended up um, serving four months in jail, and then she was supposed to serve three years on probation, but she left town and moved to San Francisco. So she's just Period. like already <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But she just, like, already has, like, this kind of bad... This is just, like, show her track record that's growing here. All, like, minor stuff, you know, not not a big deal, but um, just petty theft at first. So, in... Yeah. Yeah. In 1952, she married a merchant seaman. Seaman? No, seaman. (laughs) A merchant seaman. (laughs) Um, uh, Ax- Axel Bryn Johansson, and okay, this marriage didn't last long either. They had a very rocky marriage, and Dorothea often took advantage of her husband being away on like long trips out at sea, and would invite mm-hmm. men over to their house and would gamble <laughs> away her husband's money. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, she's crazy. She is crazy. Yeah, And then in 1960, um, so I think this marriage actually was the longest of all. They were married for 14 years. But Wow, yeah, that's long. Yeah, because, yeah. So in 1960, she was arrested for owning a bookkeeping firm in front of a brothel. And, which I don't really know what that is. I picture, like, sports yeah, betting is what I know as bookkeeping. I don't know what bookkeeping yeah. was back in the 1960s, but... She was doing something illegal, got caught for it. It was in jail for 90 days. And then after she got out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And then after this arrest, she was committed to DeWitt State Hospital, like a psych hospital, basically, um, Mm -hmm. after a, quote, binge of drinking, lying, criminal behavior, and suicide (laughs) tips. That's not sad or that's not funny. It is sad, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not funny. It's sad, but it's funny. It's it's not funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. It is kind of funny, but this next I mean, line... binge drinking, lying. I mean, the suicide's not funny, but yeah, that's like, what makes what? it not funny. But the way that they framed it was funny. Yeah. But then I also saw in a different article, this is what I was laughing at. Um, that she offered to perform a sex act on an undercover cop and her husband like witnessed it and sent her to what? the psych ward. <laughs> it's not funny either, but it's like, what? Wait, I, I think know. it's kind of funny, but yeah. So she's getting in trouble for sex work too, I guess, mm. right? I don't know. But yeah. Or her husband's just pissed and he's like <laughs> cinder. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think she's just a mess all around and went to... She sounds like a good time. Like, she sounds like one of the she, girls. Yeah, <laughs> she sounds like she's having fun, all right? But, um, yeah. so while she was at this hospital, she was officially diagnosed as a pathological liar with an unstable <laughs> personality, which we can see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fits. Yeah, it fits. So shortly after this... Um, 
or a couple years later, I don't know the timeline, but her and Axel got divorced. But Dorothea continued mm-hmm. to use the last name Johansson and assumed the name of Sharon Johansson for a little bit and pretended to be this devout Christian woman who was a caregiver and would provide help for young people and like a home to escape poverty and abuse, which that's like really nice. So she was like playing out this persona of acting like a different woman, a devout, nice woman, basically mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. That was just a weird bullet point, and then it kind of jumps back. I don't know how long she was playing the Sharon Johansson like, was character. She, or was she actually being a good person during that time, or no? No, I think she was actually being a good person, but she, like, put on this persona. Like, she went as Sharon and did all yeah, this. Like, just for names. a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. So random. So random, yeah. Anyway, and then... Mm. She got married again in 1968 to Roberto Jose Puente. So that's how she gets her name, her last name. I think her yeah, her yeah. real na- her maiden name was Gray, but she goes by Puente. Um, this marriage mm-hmm. only lasted 16 months, and then oh. finally, yeah, <laughs> and then finally, her last marriage was to Pedro and Angel. Angel, Jesus, I cannot talk. Was to Pedro An- Angel Montalvo, and he left her only one week after getting married. <laughs> what? Oh my God, she's worse than Kim. Yeah, no, uh. she is. So she um, just has a bad rap, uh, rap sheet for getting married and divorced and all that. But that was her last attempt at marriage life, and. She mm-hmm. decided she wanted to start opening a boarding house and kind of follow the same trek that Sharon Johansson was. But she's now mm-hmm. taking on her own name as Dorothea Puente, which is her real name. But she's going to open. Sorta. Oh, yeah, sort of. She's going to open this boarding house. So <clears throat> she was actually able to make a name for herself as been being a genuine resource to the community to aid alcoholics, homeless, and the mentally ill. And she would host like AA meetings and she would help the individuals sign up for so- social security benefits. <laughs> yeah. So she would like yeah. teach them, you know, how, how to, do, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was like very respected in her community and like funded and attended different charity events and like similar programs like that, basically just to help the people who needed help in her city. But mm-hmm. this is kind of going along with what I said at the very top, she dressed in like vintage clothing and had these thick rimmed glasses and let her hair grow out gray, but like it was like cut like the grandma, mm-hmm. you know, short yeah, yeah, haircut. Yeah. The classic. Classic. Shout yeah. out grandma. Well, yeah. well, only one of my grandmas got the classic bob, but mm. it's cute. <laughs> my grandma doesn't. My grandma's got long hair, but yeah. yeah everyone yeah, knows yeah. what we're talking about. Just the classic mm-hmm. little, little short hair. Classic gray bob. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and social workers also even like looked at Dorothea and her boarding house with admiration and sent some of their um, people that they were working with to Dorothea. So she was like very respected. No one had a single ounce of like thought that, oh, she could be this crazy serial killer. Yeah. So that's how yeah. she got away with it for so long. Um, and like you can see pictures of her and like literally unsuspecting, like we'll post it on her Instagram, but it's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to Google her while you're here. Yeah, talking. okay. Dorothea. So, Dorothea Puente. 
Oh, she looks really old. Yes, she does not look 59. No. Yeah. This woman, like, she's like 90. Well, she died at the age of 82 in 2011. And she got caught in like 1988. So she was like 59, but she looks way older. It's crazy. She does look way older. All that lion caught up to her. (laughs) Bad karma. Crazy. Yeah. I'm shook. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren will post the pictures, but they're her eyes are sunken in too. Uh-huh. It's crazy. I you I would never have guessed 59. Yeah. No. Like there's there's 59 year olds that look like they're like 40. Mm -hmm. Like and then there's 59-year-olds that look like they're 90. That's crazy. Yeah. I hope for That's, the ones that, that look like they're literally what, lying? No, because we're not lying like crazy yeah. and you know, living wild lives. True. We're not. That's, I'm shook. Yeah, that really just changed my whole perspective. Mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. So now we're kind of – that was like the background, and now I'm basically going to like just – say a bunch of dates and things that happened to kind of get into the story of what we know of her criminal activity. Mm -hmm. Okay. So her hardcore criminal activity. Yes. This is where it begins. So on December 21st, 1978, Dorothea was convicted of illegally cashing 34 state and federal checks that belonged to her tenants, but she was sentenced to five years in order to pay $4,000 in restitution which in today's money is a little less than 120k. So, basically okay. her first this is her first boarding house. She had her first boarding house and she would help people with their social security checks, but she would take their checks and like forge signatures and cash in the money. She was found out about that okay. in December 21st. And then um she went to of jail. Do you know what year we're in? 1978. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. It seems like it would be like the early 1900s, but it's not. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but it feels like it should be like. This lady lived a full freaking life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. I mean, not a good one, but a full one. Yeah. Not a good one. Full yeah. of stuff. Full of doing yeah. something. And then on January 16th of 1982, so this is four years later after she gets out of jail, she picked up. 74-year-old Malcolm McKenzie from a bar and took him back to his apartment where Malcolm reported to the police after the fact that once they got to the apartment, Dorothea slipped something into his drink to basically like knock him out and then robbed Mm -hmm. his house of money, watches, and she also stole a diamond ring that was his late mother's ring. Oh my God! She literally just got out and said, "I'm back." Yeah, like, but didn't waste any what? time whatsoever. As soon as she gets out, yeah, it's crazy. And That's then crazy. Okay. Four months later, of that same year, um, in April of 1982, 61-year-old mm-hmm. Ruth Monroe moved into Dorothea's house, um, into her the her first boarding house, and she was reportedly in good health whenever she got there but just two weeks after arriving she passed away due to a suspected overdose of codeine and acetaminophen acetaminophen i don't know how to pronounce that um yeah and like when the police arrived to question her because people were like she just got here she was in great health like what happened in the span Mm -hmm. of two weeks after arriving dorothea and her little 
nice grandma, you know, tone or whatever, mm-hmm. explained that Ruth had confided in her that she was depressed due to her husband's terminal illness and had decided to take her own life. And the police were satisfied in this explanation and ruled it as a suicide. But we know now. They not know her history? Like, even prior to this? Yeah, this was, like, very, very early on. But I guess not. I don't know. I mean, yeah. 1980. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. People got away with weird stuff. They probably, like, didn't yeah. even, like, think to look into her background, you know? They probably were just, like. Yeah. Thought mm. that what she was saying was accurate. So, um, on May 16th of that same year, so just two months after um, Ruth passed away, Dorothy Osborne realized that Dorothea had stolen checks and credit cards and other valuable items from her house after she came over for, like, just a drink. So Dorothea was finally arrested and sentenced to three three years in jail for theft. So they still, like, haven't tied Ruth's death to her. Um, it's still mm-hmm. like a suicide at this point in time, but she is charged mm-hmm. for theft for both Dorothy and um, it was the other guy, Malcolm. Malcolm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, a state psychologist at the prison diagnosed her as a schizophrenic with no remorse or regret and said she should be closely monitored. So this is like before police even know that she's like a serial killer. This is just from petty theft. Yeah. That. They're, like, realizing these signs in her, which is crazy to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and remember this guy's name, okay? While serving her three-year sentence, she began a pen pal relationship with 77-year-old Everson Gilmouth. And once... How could I ever forget? (laughs) I kind of like the name Everson. Everson Gilmouth. Gilmouth, (laughs) yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. the Um, last name's a little goofy, but... It is goofy. Yeah, but Everson's kind of cute. Um, so once she was released from jail, her and Everson opened a joint bank account. That's like the only information that was provided. I don't know if they were like kind of like in a little relationship like dating, or yeah. Yeah, like what the deal was, but she probably tricked him into opening a joint bank account and took his money. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I just Classic. don't know like how she got how they got to that point, but I'm sure it was for her to steal his money and he just didn't know it. Um, Yeah, classic Dorothea. Yeah, classic. So although while she was in jail, she lost her first boarding house. um, Once she got out of jail, she opened a second boarding house. Where It's so crazy. I know. Like, do people not do background checks or anything? What? How is she getting this? Where's the money coming from? I guess from the the money she stole. Yeah, all the checks social security checks that she's stolen from people crazy yeah it's insane (laughs) um but she would take in quote unquote shadow people um that's what the articles call it and basically it's just people who were marginally homeless and didn't have any close friends or family so people who like their relatives wouldn't know if they went missing at least for a while um didn't have people like Mm -hmm. looking out for them or waiting for a call or a text you know from them so Mm -hmm. um so the same year that she was released from jail so 1985 she hired Mm -hmm. a handyman ismail i don't know how to pronounce that name i'm sorry florence um to install some wood paneling in her home aka also the new boarding house 
she mm-hmm. lived in the boarding house it was her home um after mm-hmm. he finished the job she asked for one more favor from him and that was for him to build a six foot long like 30 inches tall little wood box that she said that she was just going to fill with books and other items and she was going to take it to a storage facility and ismail thought it was a little strange when he arrived the next day like after he made it and it was already closed mm-hmm. and nailed shut but he didn't really think too much of it at the time and she ended yeah. up giving him eight hundred dollars and a red 1980 ford pickup truck for the work that he performed performed and for him to like do this little extra job of taking this 300 pound wood box to a storage facility yeah oh my god but the truck was the same make and model as everson's truck and on their way to the storage facility dorothea abruptly made them stop changed her mind and told ismail to just pull over and push the box into the river below (laughs) she's crazy Crazy. obvious but like again unsuspecting little grandma he did not think anything of it and yeah you want me to build this coffin like yes it's literally a coffin i nail it shut the next day ask you to take it to a storage unit but on the way i'm like you know what never mind just throw it in the river or wherever (laughs) a body of water but don't think anything of it yeah oh my god it's she's so brave like i don't even brave is the wrong word but like just ballsy i don't uh, know yeah ballsy it's crazy (sighs) so um it wasn't until new year so just a couple months later that the box was spotted by a fisherman and he noticed how similar it looked to a coffin and he was like why is there this huge (laughs) coffin floating in the river and so he (laughs) literally hide the police and once they opened the coffin they found a decomposing body of an elderly man and it took the authorities over three years to make the connection that it was everson gilmill what yeah i guess they didn't have like the same dna testing and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know why it took him three years but it did so for the next three and years, they didn't come forward and say like I made that box. Yeah, I and know. it was suspiciously heavy. And then this lady made me throw it over into a body of water. He might have <laughs> been like nervous or like I don't know. I, mean, I yeah, don't know why. Too. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't come forward yeah. and why it took the police three years. But Dorothea used these three years to her awful advantage and continued to cause harm on people. So. Um, and th- in these three years as well, Dorothea was still cashing in ever since pension and forging letters to his family. So they assumed that he was still alive. So just robbing oh him of all his money yeah. and yeah, just awful. Yeah. So um, just in general, when any mail would arrive to the boarding house, Dorothea would read it all. And if it was checks or money or anything, she would take the money. Um, Like she would give her tenants a stipend, I guess, just maybe for like groceries or like things that they would need, but would Mm -hmm. take all of like this extra cash and claim that it was their expenses of living in the boarding house. So she's just stealing their money. Um, And then in the fall of 1986, so this would be... 
Um, yeah. One year after she gets out of jail. So one year after Everson um, and one mm-hmm. year after opening this new thing. Um, yeah. 78 year old Betty Palmer moved in to the boarding house and Dorothea managed to forge Betty's signature and cash in nearly $7,000 back in the day. So to in this day, it'd be close to 19,000 of Betty's social security and benefit checks. And <laughs> Betty soon went missing after moving into the boarding house and wasn't heard from again. Oh my God. Yes. And this then, is so frustrating in hindsight, but I know at the time you don't know all the facts, but it's yes. just like, oh my God. I know. And yeah. it was like older people who like, she targeted like, people who wouldn't like, be noticed. Yes. Wouldn't it be noticed yeah. when they were missing. So yeah. people just, I mean, eventually they, they started to, but at the mm-hmm. time, like people didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, And then in the fall of that same year, 1986 leona carpenter was being treated at the hospital for an overdose while she was in the care of dorothea and somehow dorothea was able to convince like the state or the hospital i don't know that she had the power of attorney of leona so basically she was like in charge of leona in a way i think is what that means yeah yeah evan let us know um (laughs) And she began cashing in her social security checks and Leona was discharged from the hospital and returned to the boarding house only to be admitted back into the hospital only a few weeks later for again, another like accidental overdose Mm. attempt is like what the hospital thought it was. Um, yeah. And then in February of 1987, she disappeared. Is she not saying like, I'm not attempting to do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or maybe she'd be like, maybe because case, yeah, because they are like older. I mean, she was seventy eight. Maybe I don't know. I mean, maybe like not thinking that it was overdose, but maybe she was like just thinking she was really sick or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, so the same month that Leona disappeared, sixty two year old James Gallup moved into the boarding house, and he had a potential tumor that was found in his colon. And had agreed to, you know, start going to the hospital for further testing to make sure that it didn't come out cancerous. Mm -hmm. Um, And after a couple of visits, he stopped showing up and Dorothea told the doctors that he had actually decided to move to Los Angeles. And so they were like, okay, he moved to LA. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. (sighs) That's like what all of these stories are. They're just like, she has an excuse for all of them. And they're like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like no one just, just no one questions anything. Yeah. And then uh, on October 2nd of that same year, so October 2nd of 1987, 61-year-old Vera Faye Martin was sent to live at the boarding house. Um, but again, like all of the others, Dorothea was forging her social security checks. And it wasn't until a couple weeks after Vera arrived that it was her daughter's birthday and she didn't call her daughter, which was unusual yeah um and basically her daughter just never heard from her again oh that's so sad that's all like we really know about vera and yeah so she moved in and then a couple weeks later vanished basically gosh that's sad um that same month october 21st of 1987 65 year old dorothy miller 
was placed in an upstairs room at the boarding house. So many Dorothy's. Um, I know. Just a couple weeks after her arrival, just like Vera, Dorothy seemingly vanished. And on November 20th, Dorothea hired oh a God. carpet cleaner to clean a large, quote, pile of foul-smelling slime from her room. What? Yeah. She is crazy and I know. gross. Disgusting. So there's it's just crazy. Like, there's just so many. Slime? Yeah. Does that mean that she like, <laughs> just left her in the upstairs room? Like, how did no one smell it if that's the case? I don't know. I don't know. Everything is, I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. So hmm. in 1988, some suspicion started to rise finally. Finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when one of her tenants, 58 or sorry, 52 year old Alvaro Montoya, went missing under her care. But unlike a lot of her other tenants, Alvaro had someone keeping close tabs on him and like where his whereabouts was. And yeah. this person was Judy Moyes. And she was an outreach counselor who worked very closely with Alvaro with his mental health struggles. I think um, and one article said that he was schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like maybe an alcoholic too, I think. Mm-hmm. Don't know for sure on the alcoholic part, but he just had mental health struggles and she was actually mm-hmm. the one that referred him to Dorothea's boarding house. But Judy oh became, gosh. yeah. Can you imagine like the guilt of, no. yeah. yeah, but no one knew. I mean, yeah, you can't help what you don't know, but Judy became concerned when she hadn't heard from Alvaro and didn't believe the excuse that Dorothea gave her that Alvaro had simply just left on vacation She's so, like, I know him better than that. Yeah, yeah I know. So yeah. Judy notified the police um, and they showed up at Dorothea's house and she gave them the same story that Alvaro had Alvaro had left on vacation. Um, and the police, like I've said before, like just couldn't believe that this unsuspecting old lady would have anything mm-hmm. to do with a crime like this that Judy was yeah. suspecting her of. Um, yeah. And one of her tenants at the time john sharp even backed up her claim like in front of the in front of her and the police saying yeah he just left on vacation but as the police were leaving john slipped the police a note that said quote she's making me lie for her this reminds me so much of the jonestown how they slipped the the governor or whatever Mm -hmm. he was yeah oh my gosh pop off john i know so um so the police get that letter but it takes them some time to like build up enough reason to go search the house. So mm-hmm. in that span of time, um, in that span of time, 55-year-old Benjamin Fink was sent to live at the boarding house. And Ben's brother had visited him on a weekly basis for six weeks. But at the end of April, Ben was gone. He just vanished from the house. She, like the guy has a brother visiting him or yeah like, so i think she probably would have also got caught on this one because there's yeah. another person that was like keeping close tabs on yeah how the, does she keep how does she keep doing this i don't know i literally do not know um yeah. but thankfully the police came back to the house to search and they didn't find anything suspecting inside the house but they had like noticed that 
the grass in the in the yard was kind of like weird like a weirdly recent dug up spot Mm. and so they asked Dorothea if they had her permission to start digging up the yard and she was like yeah it's fine I even have an extra shovel out in the garage basically like gave her equipment to dig and she's like yeah you guys can go ahead and start digging Um, I'm gonna go run to a coffee shop real quick and get some coffee and they're like okay sounds good so the police disappear (laughs) yes oh my god so the police start digging and they discover they discover the remains of seven bodies oh my god yeah in various parts of the yard um but they quickly realized that dorothea wasn't going for a coffee run Mm -hmm. she was actually fleeing um Mm -hmm. to los angeles and was on the run for five days before she was finally caught and arrested because i think someone uh like in a diner noticed her from the tv that's crazy she has a distinct look yeah she does she very does okay yeah so dorothea was um found five days later and ended up going to court where she was charged with nine murders. So the seven at her house and then Ruth and um, Everson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And did they find all this out in, the, in that five days? Like, did they put um, all well, this together? So they, they had, like, found body parts and then noticed that she was on the run and then kept excavating the yard where they found oh yeah yeah the other remains so not necessarily all in five days but i think they knew what they were finding and you know no yeah 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 so um dorothea was persistent and insistent that she did not kill anyone um and put on her sweet loving grandma act one minute but then she would also I, I saw somewhere that she would also like be manipulative in court. Well, I guess if putting the the sweet grandma act that is manipulative, but she was just yeah. trying, you know, just pulling out all anything. The stops. She's throwing everything at the wall, whatever stuck, she's gonna go for. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. She whatever is crazy, and I, I don't know. say that lightly. You know, <laughs> I think you yelled it so loud that you broke the sound barrier. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> That's okay. They're like, oh. Is it stuck up there? No. It just it, cut out oh. on my end a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just shook. Like, I don't like calling people crazy, but she's really crazy. No, she is hella crazy. If there's anyone you can call crazy, it's Dorothea Puente. It's her. It's yeah, her. yeah. So, um, after, like, doing autopsies on all of the victims, it was brought to light in court that she would drug her victims with sleeping pills and then would suffocate them until they passed away and then would hire convicts to bury them the bodies in her yard oh my god or like at least like dig holes or do something and then she would finish the job or like somehow got people to basically do her dirty work and not get her in trouble she does look like an old lady who like couldn't be carrying bodies downstairs yeah like i don't know yeah. I don't know. Um, so surprisingly, the jury took several days of deliberation and they only convicted her of three murders. But she did receive oh. two back-to-back life sentences 
And I heard that the jury like just could not agree on those other six murders, like whether they were beyond a reasonable doubt murder by Dorothea. Like they had fallen into this little mm-hmm. grandma trap that she was portraying. Um, even though I can all- understand one off, but all together, yeah, it's like yeah. very obvious. Very obvious. Yeah. yeah. And like literally that's all of them showed a very similar toxicology report. So like if there was sleeping pills in one or in all seven, why wouldn't all seven yeah. get the same charge? Yeah. I don't know. But interesting. We but know at least she got put away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At least she got put away. And we know that she is um like the person who committed all nine murders, even though I guess in the court of law she's only charged with three, but we know all nine were definitely yeah. her. Um, so Dorothea Puente died of natural causes in prison on March 27th, 2011 at the age of 82. So crazy, crazy, just crazy. Yeah. Like just, just crazy is really what it is. Yeah. And Um, the house is like still up. It's kind of like a, I don't really know if I want to call it like a national landmark, but like you can't tear it down because it's basically like a national landmark, this house. What? And it's like supposedly like really haunted. Like I think Ghost Adventures, you know, my love. So is this how you got to them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, I think I found out about this person. But like they did an episode. Um, And also the the show on Netflix, Worst Roommate Ever or something like that. It's like this little yeah, yeah, yeah. documentary yeah. series. She's in one of the episodes oh i've never watched that yeah i don't know which episode it is but i think there's only like six or eight episodes in that little Mm -hmm. one series thing so she's in one of the episodes um well it's about her so yeah go check that out but yeah hmm that was a very interesting story i'll say yeah and and you know what you could be ageist on this one because she played up to an old lady so <laughs> and yeah. she looks like an old lady so yeah she does I, it doesn't like does not make sense to me cannot wrap my head around it i don't know like if she actually looked like that or if she kind of like put on makeup or like yeah. did stuff to make herself look older i don't i just it, she doesn't um, look like 59 like i'm thinking of my yeah. parents i'm like my mom's like mm, 50 she won't let me say she's in her 50s yeah and she That's looks saying, old, like way younger parents are like young and yeah 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 like she so, looks like my grandma's age yeah she looks not my older, mom's age she looks older than my grandma's like she <laughs> that's true yeah like really <laughs> yeah that's I, really the lying that's that is the the life of crime wearing on her yeah jeez yeah. i don't know crazy story but i was like trying to figure out what story to do for our for our comeback after we took a month and a half off and i realized that i don't think we've done like a woman no killer. no, no. Woman victims, we keep talking we about women yeah 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 so she popped yeah, equal head. opportunity terrible people <laughs> we'll do like one woman in every 15 men yeah which is really like that's really actually probably accurate probably we're probably showcasing showcasing more women than there really are criminals because we're just delights you know we don't we don't commit serious crimes very often no it's usually 
pause. <laughs> yeah. And when we do, it's normally. Oh, was it last week? I just put this connection together. Last mm -hmm. week, you did something with drugging. I did poison. Yeah. Poison. And it was a man. And it was a man. And we were saying usually it's women. And that's what she Yep, was. exactly. Because I had meant to do a woman and then I accidentally did a man. Yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she kind of poisoned people. But like. Yeah. With the sleeping pills. It wasn't like. I don't think she poisoned them all the way. But that's not how she killed them. But yeah. yeah she utilized that. Mm-hmm. Really, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> yeah. And like it's crazy because all of her victims were like older too like in their yeah. like 60s 70s 80s well and men too mm -hmm. like she yeah more mm. men i know than women yeah mm. dorothea is a crazy girl and um glad she's off the streets yeah <laughs> shows you criminals don't always look how you think they do yeah and karma's oh, a beach you, and if you want to look 90 when you're 59 Live like Dorothea. Yeah, literally. That's <laughs> that's the one way to scare you into good skin care or being into yeah. a good being a good person. If you want to have good skin, be a good person. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean if you have bad skin, you're a bad person. No, but <laughs> if you're a bad person, you will have bad skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yep, that's facts. But anyways, mm -hmm. thank you all, and we are terribly sorry for the almost Hide. two month hiatus um winter break you know give us just, a break what's that what's that uh meme going around oh like, yeah it took just a time. girl oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's just a girl yeah it's just a girl we're just girls we're just girls and you really did pick up and move your life so true yeah, yeah well all y'all well some of y'all know some of y'all don't know i moved she moved new background gotta make it cuter but it's not yeah. a priority right now but yeah no. so it came at a good time. Yeah. Us yeah. being a little stupid Locked came out. out. Yeah. 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 It came at a good time. But anywho, um, follow us on Instagram and wherever you listen to your podcast. And mm -hmm. as Sav always says, refer us to a friend. <laughs> yeah. Refer us to a friend. And we promise we won't keep you waiting this time. <laughs> yeah. We won't. And um, if you have any story recommendations send it to us on seriously disturbed podcast on instagram yep all right well we'll see you guys next week um thanks bye bye <laughs>